0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Going With a Float. My name is Abby. I am your host. I hope you grabbed some root beer, some ice cream, your favorite fuzzy blanket, and you're ready to get going with a float. This episode is going to be slightly different in the sense of I've been doing reviews over movies. And while I am considering this a movie, it's considered a show. A coworker of mine was talking to me about this one day, and honestly, it sounded like it was a a suggestion to review, and I thought, you know what? Yeah, why not? So, here we are. We're going to be reviewing Tin Man. It's a 2007 three-episode show. Um, Each episode is an hour and a half. So, you see why I'm kind of treating it as a movie. Anyway, Tin Man is a different take on the Wizard of Oz story, and if you don't know what Wizard of Oz is, please seek help. No, I'm kidding. Um, But definitely find Wizard of Oz and watch it, because it's a classic, even though it's not 100% based off of the books. And yes, there are 14 Wizard of Oz books. That's neither here nor there at this time. My mom was a sub in in the um, schools here in our town and when I was still in high school, I believe, or maybe just out of high school, she said she had a class where there were kids that didn't know what Wizard of Oz was. And that's that's absolutely mind-boggling to me. Makes me wonder if they if they even know what Princess Bride is. Uh, you know, so many so many other classics as well, but those are the top 2 in this family. Anyway, so this is a different take on Wizard of Oz, Um, and I mean very different. So, hopping into the plot, uh, the first episode is, of course, just an introduction to the show itself, Um, the movie itself, whatever. And we're introduced to DG, who is the Dorothy character and her parents. Um, Yeah, it's not her aunt and uncle that's taking care of her or anything. Um, You don't get introduced to the characters before Dorothy goes over the rainbow, all these things, right? It's a little different. Um, You're not really introduced to further on characters before she goes over the rainbow. You're introduced to the Wicked Witch, uh, whose name is Ascadelia, and you find out she's a sorceress, she's after something, and she believes that it's, uh, oh, what is the word? It's on the other side, so basically on Earth's side, um, and so she sends some of her men to our world to retrieve it. Well, what ends up happening is DG, as well as her parents, end up coming over to the OZ, that's what it's called, which is stands for Outer Zone. So Dorothy and or DG and her parents are brought to the OZ and they're separated, of course. So DG is by herself. She first meets Glitch, who is the Scarecrow character. And I mean, before that, even we're introduced to some tiny characters, which tiny people, characters, I, my guess is that they're the munchkins, but they're not around for very long. They barely get any time. They don't point her on down the road and uh, down the yellow brick road to whatever um, it's a very different start to the story than what we're used to. So she's introduced to Glitch, who is a zipper brain in the sense of his head, when she first meets him, is, is split open. He's, um, she's like, your, your zipper <laughs> is undone. And he's like, oh, how embarrassing and he zips it and and you see that there's no brain there so you know okay this is scarecrow well they go on down the road a little bit and he starts taking her to basically the emerald city right and they run into the tin man now when we are introduced to the tin man we're what we come upon is a Is this scene of this guy being tortured and his family being killed by some of the witches the sorcerers um, men well DG takes this stick this large stick and starts charging to help this guy out and once she's right there in the middle of the scene and swings it all evaporates I was kind of like well, I don't understand And she looks around and finds kind of like this tiny, tiny projector or whatever. And she's like, why is this here if there's nobody, on repeat, if there's nobody to watch? And she turns around and there is a tin out, uh, there's a tin, it's a tin man, but like it's the, it's an encasement of a person with tin around it. That sounds so intelligent (laughs) um she opens it and the guy who plays tin man is in there well they continue on down a little bit further and they come to this what would be not like a vineyard but fruit trees and and such but they're all dead and You end up meeting the lion in this portion, in this scene, whose name is Raw. By the way, uh, I forgot to say that the Tin Man's name is actually Kane. Uh, Can't remember what his first name is at the time, at the moment, but he goes by... They call him Kane throughout the entire series, movies. Um... So, they meet Ra, who is stuck in this disgusting stuff, and they free him from it, but where they are, they're these, these creatures that go after humans and just anything that's that they deem food, and they're called Pope. And so, they get rid of that. Uh, they get rid of that. They free Ra, and... They run away from the Puppet and Cain actually gets bit by one of the Puppet, which apparently can cause, um, some kind of pox or whatever, but Ra ends up healing him in a way and, and takes that away. Ra ends up being this kind of seer, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess that's the best way to to explain it. He's a seer. Um, So they move on and they continue down the yellow brick road. Not really, but the yellow brick road. And they come to this, they stop for a moment along their path and they see something that or DG sees something that reminds her of the stories that her dad told her her entire life growing up. And she realizes, wait. All those stories that he was telling me are real, They and they weren't in my world. They're in this world. And she realizes everything's real, and they find this little town where... It's supposed to be free of humans, but that's where she ends up reuniting with her parents, who she finds out are robots. So there's that connection, in a way, to the real story of Dorothy doesn't live with her parents. She lives with her aunt and uncle who take care of her. D.G. is taken care of by not her parents, but robots, And there's this guy that kind of tells her you're magical or whatever and, or something that this, uh, he gives her this thing on her hand that'll help her and help her get to where she needs to go essentially. And so Kane, Raw, Glitch and DG all go. Towards the... Towards the... uh, Theoretical Emerald City. And... They get a clue there from Mystic Man, which I guess would be Oz. I'm not 100% sure. Mystic Mystic Man gives her this um, in a way riddle or something and says, you need to go here. And so she goes to the south of that land and uh, to see her past. She's supposed to get a message from her past to help her future. I think that's what it is. Unless that's something later on in the show. Which quite often this is, I mean that's just how the, the show ended up going. So she goes there and it's the ice, it's... Her castle or whatever that she grew up in is covered in ice. And so they get in. It's completely empty. But she finds the room that she lived in when she was there. She looks at this mirror that shows her. She or maybe Ra helps her see her memories a little bit. And that's protected by magic. But it's projected onto the mirror. And so they're all watching this, and they see that her mother, well, her sister tried to kill her. Her mother brought her back to life and then sent her off to Earth to protect her until the time was right. Right? That's always how things go in magical stories. (laughs) And then Askedelia, the sorceress, shows up. And you guessed it, Ascadelia is DG's sister. And they are looking for, you got it, an emerald. Not the emerald slippers, an emerald. So that's kind of the first episode. Ascadelia ends up capturing DG and Kane is shot and at the end of the episode we think he's dead and... They end up taking Raw and DG to where Cadelia is living, essentially her castle and Glitch is left behind They're at the ice castle. Thus ends the first episode. Now I'm going to stop here for a brief moment and say, all of this gives me, if you've seen the show once upon a time, it gives me that kind of feel slightly. Um, if you've seen Once Upon a Time, you know that Emma's character, the character Emma, is from the stories uh, that we're used to, our bedtime stories and all of these things. But she was taken to the real world to protect, for her to be protected until the time is right, all of these things. Her son ends up coming and finding her and brings her back to this little town where all of the characters all of the yeah all of the fairy tale fairy tale characters are living but they don't know that they're fairy tale characters because there's this magic spell and all these things sounds pretty familiar or pretty similar to some degree right until the time is right um another thing that i want to mention is the first episode kind of feels like you're getting introduced to all the characters and Figuring out which character goes with which character, in a way, to the original. Now, like I said, it is a different take on Wizard of Oz. It's not like Oz the Great and Powerful, where it's Oz's backstory. It's not like Wicked, where it's Glinda and Elphaba's backstory. Um, How many other takes on Wizard of Oz are there? I know there are several. Um... But those are the ones we're used to, right? We're used to the original. We're used to Oz the Great and Powerful and Wicked. This is completely different. So the whole first episode, I was very confused. I was like, okay, this is not going how the story is supposed to go. There are things that are different. They change these things and yada, yada, yada. And I was very confused. Another thing that confused me was we weren't introduced to Tin Man until like halfway through the first episode pretty much and let me remind you the episodes the episodes are an hour and a half long each and it takes what 30 45 minutes to be introduced to Tin Man and this show is called Tin Man very confusing how is it about Tin Man when we're getting Dorothy's DG's perspective Okay, whatever. Moving on. Second episode starts out with um, Glitch finds Kane, which, by the way, at, at the end of the first episode, when Kane is shot, he falls out of the window on whatever story and into a frozen lake but when we find him at the beginning of episode 2 he's just laying on the ground face down and it's kind of like i what the heck is going on you you changed what happened with, with no no explanation of why it was changed whatever we'll continue so So, Glitch finds him, gets him in this van that they had acquired in the first episode when they went to the Emerald City to find Mystic Man in the first place. Um, So, they have this van and Glitch is kind of helping save him from hypothermia. Then it goes to DG and I forgot to mention, I think his name is, oh, Lilo. Lilo is also a seer. So, the seers look like lions, human lions, essentially. And so, your Lilo is a seer for Ascadelia, except he's tortured, of course, because you can never do anything without torture from her. And so, he's trying to see DG's memories in order to... In order to find where the emerald is, because Ascadelia also saw in the memories that her mother told her, whispered to her where the emerald was, but DG couldn't remember, and nobody could hear the whispering naturally, and it goes on to it. So she's trying to find where the to unlock those memories essentially, and DG just can't unlock him. She just doesn't know how. And so, Ascadelia goes into this little prison type thing where she's holding their mother. Kind of forgot to mention that in the first part, but also, in a way, it's not that big a deal. I mean, it is and it isn't. It's not pertinent for the review for mentioning it in the first episode section. Anyway, she goes in there... um, And she talks to her mother and shocks her mother a little bit, but her mother doesn't reveal anything. And then she comes back to the fake real world, fake real world because the OZ, there we go. And then, so she shoves DG into a cell and who is next to the mystic man. They captured the mystic man and so they're, they're in cells right next to each other and they're talking, except mystic man is like, hey, she's paying attention so we can't really talk about certain things. He does end up giving her a hint anyway. Then Ascadelia shows up. She sucks the life out of him. When she sucked the life out of someone in the first episode, my mom was, was like, Dementor? And I was like, worse. Cause she's not just sucking his soul out, she's sucking his life out too. So there goes Oz, if that's supposed to be the Oz character. But he he gives her another clue. She ends up breaking out of the cell with help of Toto, who is a shapeshifter. You heard that correctly. The Toto character is a tutor. And apparently when... um DG was a child, a young child, she couldn't, I don't know if she just couldn't say "tutor" or if she just, I don't know what it was, but she called him T- Toto when she was little and it kind of just stuck. So he helps her break out. The gang ends up reuniting because she also frees uh, Ra, who's in another prison cell, and they get out of the castle and they start heading to another section of the OZ, which leads her to her past, where we find out that, well, where DG finds out that they are sisters, maybe she already knew that by this point, she knew they were sisters, but she finds out that the way, the reason for why things are the way they are is her fault. So. DG and Ascadelia when they're little, they do magic together. they they hold hands and, um, they're powerful together. And Ascadelia always told her, don't let go, because we're better together or whatever it is. And so there was this one point where <sighs> DG ends up dragging, Essentially, dragging Ascadelia into this little tunnel because she hears this child crying or something, and so they go in, and turns out it's a witch. It's not a child. And DG ends up getting scared and lets go of Ascadelia's hand. And she runs away, and Ascadelia ends up getting trapped a little bit and. Well, the Wicked Witch takes over Askedelia. It's strange, I know. But bear with me. So DG realizes it's all her fault and she feels incredible guilt for that. Oh yeah, I think I skipped a part. Um, While they're going towards Where the so this is where D G finds all of this information or that memory is released to her essentially is in the forest where um, along the lake of where she grew up on when the gang is on their way there um, they find out that Kane's family might still be alive. Well, it is still alive because um, they find along the way that this family that they run into that helps them for a little bit ends up having crossed paths with Cain's wife and son. In that same scene, they unlock, Ra helps unlock Memories from Glitch about what Ascadelia is in search for, and it's something that Glitch had created. I'm gonna pause here for a moment. Now, I'm trying to wait till the end of giving the plot, and I know I go into depth with the plots, and so there are a lot of spoilers. I kind of apologize for that but I also don't. Um, so I want to pause for a moment and say, Glitch doesn't have his brain or at least half of his brain. Well, if he has half of his brain, maybe that, mem- that memory is in the half that's still there. But he's not supposed to have a brain, right? Because Scarecrow didn't have a brain. How in the world can they access his memories if his brain is not in him? I just don't understand that part. Back to where we were. So I believe that roughly ends where ends episode two. I may be a little wrong on that, but the thing is this show movie thing, TV movie took me three days to watch because life, and I was genuinely so confused by what was going on that I just, I needed to take the time. Episode two, to me, was still kind of figuring out what does this have to do with Tin Man? Yes, we find out that his family is still alive, but the point of view is still From DG, not Kane. So I was still very, very confused. Moving on to episode three. Episode three, practically everything is resolved, right? Because it's the final episode of the movie, show, whatever you want to call it. And so, episode three, she realizes. Or, no, not realizes. When she's at her home, she finds this message left from her mother. Which may actually still be in episode 2, but we're going with episode 3 for now. So, episode 3, uh, she finds the message that her mother left her that she needs to go see her dad. Well, she's been led to believe up until this point that... Her dad is somebody who has been banned from the land, essentially, and you can't, you're not allowed to say his name. So she needs to go find her dad. So the gang goes and does that and she finds him and he helps her to find the emerald because he knows where it is. Well, no, he doesn't know where it is, but he has this tool that she is supposed to use to find it. And so they find it, she finds it. Well, yeah, they find it. And then he gets trapped in, I don't know, maybe another prison that Ascadelia has. And Ascadelia ends up getting the Emerald from DG literally taking it from her hands. And all of this time DG well, at least through the second episode and on, um, has been trying to hone in on her magical powers, and so she's when Ascadelia steals the emerald from her, she traps her in this place, and she has to use her magic to get out of that. She does. They end up going to the castle where Ascadelia is, and and she has to get up to Ascadelia to help her, to prevent her from destroying the OZ and letting the Wicked Witch uh, win, right? And all that happens, and I won't spoil the end, but the end happens. (laughs) Um, And the Wicked Witch loses, right? But the movie ends, the family is all reunited, and... It's, the way it ended, it didn't resolve some of the story. It never resolved why it's called Tin Man. It also didn't resolve, je- so, um, Kane ends up finding this little wooden tombstone type thing that was left for his w- of, in memory of his wife. His wife was buried there. So, she ended up dying, and... He ends up finding his son, later on, Jeb, who, when they meet, he's pretty pissed at his dad. And it's kind of like, okay, why? And, I don't know if I ever mentioned his name earlier, but Zero, the lead guy for Ascadelia, is the one that tortured them and killed them, well, made Cain think that they were dead, did kill... Cain's wife and so they trap him and jeb wants to kill him well that makes jeb even more mad when kane says no don't do that that's not gonna help and it's certainly not gonna honor your mother well kane ends up putting him in a 10-man suit like he had been put in for 14 years or something i don't know how long it was i think it was 14 and suddenly that was enough justice for Jeb. And it's kind of like, I don't understand that whole story portion though. And I still don't understand why is the, the show called Tin Man when it's not about Tin Man. Moving on. So the third episode in a way was just kind of finally letting go of the idea that this is supposed to follow along the lines of the wizard of Oz and it's not following along those lines pretty much at all. And so by that point I was able to just relax and just enjoy what the story was. So overall I do enjoy this story. I'm going to have to go back and watch it again because I want to let that go of just, this isn't following, I'm a concrete thinker. I don't know if you all have guessed that. I don't know how many, of, how many listeners know me well enough to know that I am a concrete thinker, but I am very much a concrete thinker. Now I use that to my advantage for sarcasm. But I also am still very much a concrete thinker in so many ways. So it was very difficult for me to be like, yeah, it's another take on The Wizard of Oz. It's not, it's not just a modern, it it wasn't just a modern version of the story. It was a completely different take. So I had to let that go of, it's not following the exact storyline like it's supposed to. Well, No. Because it's a different story, even though it's the Wizard of Oz story. But still, why do you name it Tin Man? I'm okay. I apologize for your ears. <sighs> so, going back to the first episode a little bit. Um, because some of my notes... Uh, I wanted to get through the plot, of course. But some of my notes... You know, kind of all over the place. But in from the beginning, the story had me curious and on edge and anticipating what's coming next, what is going on. I'm confused and I want answers, right? Um, there is a moment where DG Talks is telling her dad. So she's this artist, essentially. That draws all of her dreams and all of these things. And they're all plastered all over her room. As well as the stories that her dad tells. Which are intermittent together. The stories and dreams. And so they're just plastered all over her room. And she's talking with her dad at one point. And she's like, I'm not a little girl anymore. And I just feel so out of place here. So that was kind of a foreshadowment moment looking back at it which is good because you place little hints here and there throughout stories like we talked about in the last episode right <sighs> to make a good story so that was foreshadowment and it was it wasn't something I had originally thought about until I went back and I was talking with my mom about it and I was like oh yeah you know what you're right <sighs> I say that quite often But there were a lot of confusing things throughout the story because, like I said, it's it's a different take. And so, I'm looking for all of these things, but a lot of it's not making sense. Which, later on, is justified. It's The, the answer is revealed later on, but you have to get to that. And it just takes four and a half hours. No, not really, but pretty much. (laughs) Uh, but the story really does throw all kinds of curves in it and throws you off. And so it's, it's difficult to predict, which is something I struggle with because like I've said before, things are easy for me to predict. This was not. And I think that was part of what helped me to enjoy this story in the end. I'm having fun with these suggestions that y'all are giving. Because they're they're good the they're good at throwing curves, these movies. I truly loved getting to see the character developments throughout this story. Even though Glitch had half a brain or no brain, whatever it is. Um he was still funny he still had he was still able to help dG along the road and figuring out what to do and he you could tell that he was at least previous to having half his brain taken out that he was a very intelligent guy. He was essentially a scientist um C- uh Kane his heart grew he had a soft spot for dG and part of me wondered if maybe because he was... Because we see he has a... When we first meet him, we know he had a wife and a child. Well, to me, I was like, but what if that child was DG? And I was like, wait, no. He had a son, not a daughter. And my mom was like, yeah, but the way that... The memories are manipulated in this movie. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. And so I thought, maybe. And I'm not going to spoil if it is or not. If it's true. If that was... If I was right about that or not. Um, the way Raw... His... He develops his courage along the way. And the thing is... You know, at the end of The Wizard of Oz... Oz... the, uh, Oz gives everybody what they need. Except in this story they all develop what they need over time. And it was pretty fun to watch. And, and it doesn't just all happen at once. It's over time. They're put through trials and they overcome them. Or they fall short and they rely on each other. As is how life goes, right? Anyway, I really enjoyed going through and watching the these episodes, movie, whatever you want to call it. I had a lot of fun with it, especially once I just finally relaxed and was like, just take it for what it is, not for what it might be. That's all that I have for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all um, are convinced to watch it, even though I've spoiled so much of it. Uh, if you want to watch it, you can watch it, I believe, on freebie, which is... Which is along the lines of Amazon Prime, except Prime doesn't necessarily have it itself, but they have a contract or whatever with freebie, so it comes with ads. But I definitely think it's worth watching, even if you just watch it once. Because there was no Glinda! (laughs) Again, sorry for your ears, but there was no Glinda. And I I was so confused. Now, technically, Dorothy could be Glinda at the same time. She's literally called DG, which would be Dorothy Gale, but, you know, Dorothy Glinda, maybe? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, So anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this. Come back next week for the next episode with some root beer, ice cream, your favorite fuzzy blanket, and we'll get going to the float. Have a great week.